Hey, hey, welcome back to Sidred's podcast. This was a very special guest that I've been wanting to interview for some time. Eric Simon, who is known as the broke agent on Instagram and other platforms, has built a massive brand over the last seven years, which initially started as a meme page for struggling real estate agents. Um, Eric made a special announcement on this episode, spoke about what he would do differently if he started the broke agent today, how to monetize on social media, and much more. Check out the broke agent on Instagram, which he has created a brand of 370,000 plus followers. All right, then, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome, Eric Simon, also known as the broke agent. I'm very grateful, man, uh, for you being here. Uh, I've followed you for probably a good four or five years. Maybe not a day one follower, but uh, I've <laughs> I've seen you grow massively over the past, you know, uh, four or five years, and it's and you're you're like an awesome guy, very humble, straightforward, and funny. So uh, thanks for lot, being on, a, man. A lot to live up to in that intro. I hope. Cross <laughs> as <laughs> such. <laughs> you do it every day, bro. You do it every day. So. Just wanted to, um, you know, if you can share with my audience, what's what's your story? How'd you get there? Uh, you know, briefly how you got started. Yeah. Um, so I started The Broke Agent seven years ago now, which is crazy to think of. But I've been posting real estate memes and funny content for seven years, like two or three posts a day. It's crazy. But I started in real estate at a college, I had a job at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club doing marketing. And that's kind of where I got my social media chops as I was posting to their Facebook and Twitter and doing like promotions for shows basically at the Laugh Factory. Quit that job. And then I got a receptionist job at a brokerage called Hilton and Highland in Beverly Hills. I was a receptionist for two or three months. It was a nightmare position uh, taking in calls. And I was uh, an assistant to a lot of agents there basically as well. And then I actually got hired as a full-time assistant under David Kramer, who was a really good agent out there. Then I became a buyer's agent. And that's kind of when I started creating the content when I was on my own and I was not on salary and I was commission only. And I was sitting dead open houses. Um, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday was dropping off expired listing packages, door knocking, cold calling, doing everything to no success whatsoever. It was an absolute nightmare. And then started the broke agent just kind of as a side project with a friend. And yeah, and now it's blown up and it's my full-time job and we are creating a full-fledged media company out of it. I love it. I love it. So when, when you started, you said, uh, you said you've been doing like two to three posts a day. When you started, did you envision it to be as big as it is now? And when did it like pivot to become like a, your full-time business, right? Yeah. Um, I always, when the idea came to fruition and we actually started posting, it got really quick engagement. People loved it immediately, basically. So it was really cool to see that immediate embracement from the real estate community. Tom Ferry reposted us, you know, within the first week or two weeks. Ryan Serhant reposted one of my posts, you know, very early on, I think back in 2015. And that really helped. Wow. But, you know, I had an idea that this account, at least the Instagram account would get big. I didn't really know the full scope of what was going to happen with it. Was I going to sell t-shirts? 
was going to do speaking gigs. I just, I, I knew that it was cool and that it was funny and that people enjoyed it. And that was really my focus for the first three, four years was just grow the audience, keep doing this consistently and the opportunities will eventually come. So when, when did, when did it pivot? When do you, do you say when you hit a hundred thousand, 50,000 followers or like, when do you, when did it change to a business? It changed to a business within the last few years when I really started to monetize it with, you know, the template platform, speaking gigs. And I started really focusing on Instagram strategy and kind of providing the agents who follow me with a little bit more value than just humor. I knew humor is value in itself and it was a great escape for agents, but I knew I could offer way more because I've kind of become a social media slash Instagram, not guru, of course, but expert in the sense that this is what I do on a daily basis is attempt to get more engagement, more followers and attract more attention. So I really became kind of a brand building expert and I started doing consulting gigs, speaking gigs, um, you know, posting content for agents, that type of thing. And now we are about to launch BAM broke agent media. This is an exclusive first time announcing it here um, Yeah, in the next, yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. in the next, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anything for you in the I'm next thinking. three weeks. So how do you, I mean, two to three posts a day. I mean, I, I try to stay consistent myself. My minimum is like one. Do you have like a team behind you or um, how, how are you, how are you managing it? For the broke agent page, there's no team. We now have a staff that's helping us with producing all of our podcasts. So we're coming out with three more shows and we have editors and a producer and, you know, a copywriter and stuff. But for the broke agent, that's me because that's my voice. And I wouldn't even trust anyone with that account. Um, but yeah, the, the two to three posts a day and, you know, five to 15 Instagram stories a day, basically Sorry. plus Facebook posts, plus Twitter posts. I do, you know, four or five a day plus posting on YouTube, plus posting on over ask podcast, Instagram. It's, you know, email blast, it's really become like a full-time content job. But what was the the initial question? Yeah, but the, the broke agent is is you. That's all me, yeah. Right? Yeah, because I'm responding to all the DMs, responding to all the comments. It's really important to maintain the integrity of that voice. And people know, you know, I think people over, over the years, I'm sure you have, you've kind of seen my sarcastic voice in the comments, in the captions, <laughs> yeah. you know, when it's me actually on the Instagram stories. So I think- losing that would be detrimental to the brand. So that will always be me. Um, at least I think, unless someone else could capture my voice, which would be great because I mean, I don't enjoy, you know, being tied to, to Instagram and having to do this every day, you know, it's, it's annoying. So, but yeah, but it, it's also, it's kind of like become like second nature for you. I'm, I'm assuming. And it's, it's like part of your daily routine. Yeah. Then the content's coming to me more. So at the beginning in 15 and 16, I had to come up with everything. And as I was an agent, I was getting more content. And the less agent work I do, which now is next to nothing, um, I thought that the content would fall off because it's like, how could I possibly be relatable when I'm not participating in the actual weeds of this? That's what was so cool about it is everyone knew this is an agent, clearly, that's just like struggling and has anxiety and is going through the day-to-day struggles of an average agent. I'm not just some like luxury asshole that's crushing. So I thought that that would, you know, kind of hurt my content in the long run, but it's actually helped in the sense that now I'm just watching so much content of other agents and going in Facebook groups and getting so many submissions, whether it's in my DMS or discord or Facebook page or whatever, that I'm getting more content than I could have ever dreamed of. That's being like handed to me. 
and people are actually submitting content. There's so many realtors now that are posting funny content. Back in oh, back yeah. when I started, nobody was. Yeah, it, it's people definitely inspiring. And, and, it, and it resonates with so many people, right? You start in this industry that we are. I mean, I'm a loan officer myself, but first year, first couple of years are tough, right? Yeah. And you find a page like that and, you know, like there's other pages now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually agents and yeah, I'm sure there's, a, yeah, he's doing very well too. Uh, but, you know, like it, it, it resonates, right? It's like, and, and it's comforting. And then if you can get extra tips while you're at it, you know, like you can grow your business, you know, why not? Um, but yep. that's amazing. So what, what, what are you focusing on? Are, are you first, my other question was going to be, do you do like batch posts or like, do you, um, do you batch record or do you like create posts, you know, like five posts all at once or everything comes to you daily? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't really have a concrete strategy with it. I think a lot of it comes to me daily through DMS or through what's whatever's happening in my life or, you know, getting tagged in a post or just scrolling through Instagram, seeing a funny video and being able to attribute a caption to it. So I'd say that's about 50% of it. Then I have, you know, the notes section on my phone and on my computer, I have a list of kind of concepts under different categories, open house inspections, um, cold calling, door knocking, lead generation, commission disputes, that type of thing that kind of categorizes all the jokes. And those are just kind of my thoughts. And I can formulate those into different posts, whether it's a tweet, I'll test something out on Twitter, or I'll make it into a meme or I'll throw it into a video, or maybe I'll try a skit with it. I mean, I haven't done skits in a while, but yeah. now I have other people that are doing skits as well, like Matt Leonetti, Dan O'Neill. So we are constantly bouncing ideas back and forth with each other, but I don't really content bank necessarily. I kind of have an idea of what to post, but a lot of my content comes from what's going on in pop culture too. So if it's, you know, uh, February right now, or it's March, uh, March madness is coming up. So I'll start doing kind of posts around the NCAA tournament, the St. Patty's day, the Oscars. So I'm always kind of very aware of what's happening in pop culture within holidays. And I could kind of plan my content around that. You have to, you have to, right? I mean, that's, that's how you're, it's called trend jacking and trend jacking. When you can trend jack, you know, don't do it too much. It it helps with the engagement, right? It helped. Oh my God. It crushes engagement. (laughs) I I did it like on the Super Bowl. I posted that meme of 50 cent upside down (laughs) and got like 25,000 shares. So if you could hit that moment, those are like the, the real moments of growth. If you could hit a viral moment or talk about the South Park in real estate or something like that. That is when you capture real attention. Speaking about that, I created the same post. There you, you know, go. Exactly. Was, That's yeah, great. It, it was, it was an easy, right. You know, pop culture. moment. Yeah. Uh, are you doing any uh, Instagram reels or TikTok? and what, what's your thought about those or short form videos? Yeah. Um, I'm not doing as much myself as I should. Instagram is favoring content that is created originally, and I need to be doing it. But the memes and video caption reels, which I do daily, crush it. I mean, I just did one yesterday that got like 700,000 views. So I haven't really needed to yet, you know, focus on doing just me, but I need to. So on TikTok during the pandemic, especially I was doing a TikTok every day or every couple of days. And it was just really fun because no one was doing anything it was fun learning that platform, fun learning like the new editing features, fun attributing songs. 
Um, but I'm doing so much more video now because I'm on podcasting and I'm doing speaking gigs. I'm doing so much more other content that's going to be coming out soon that it's not really me, you know, lip syncing to something or acting out like a trending audio, but I do need to do more of that. And people should do that because the more people see you, the more engagement it gets. A hundred percent. You do have the over ask podcast which is yeah. you're posting those as reels or short clips or short yes ones. yeah exactly and that's with matt leonetti yep he's awesome he's awesome um you're taking was, notes I, like you're a doctor every time i say something you're like oh okay so that's what you're doing and then you just <laughs> write a little note like you're gonna follow up with well, me I'll, physical I'll go process. back and re-listen to this for sure <laughs> yeah but so tell us some some ways that you're monetizing on on instagram that you know others can as well Well, what's going to be cool about Instagram is they're actually rolling out monetization features for Reels itself. So I just got a monetization badge where I could actually get badges and donations during Instagram Lives. So Instagram is competing with TikTok because TikTok has a creator platform where you could actually make money from. And YouTube obviously has AdSense and other monetization features, super chats. So Instagram is now realizing like, okay, we have to take care of our creators because they're going to start going to other platforms if we're not taking care of them. So that's going to be great. Um, we have our template platform where agents can brand and customize exclusive broke agent content and you know, email blasts, blog posts. Basically, it's an entire marketing kit and that's with coffee and contracts. Um, so that's been a huge monetization aspect. I think I've signed up over a thousand agents for that and it's for agents wow. who don't know what to post. And also it helps them come up with content. Like they don't have to use my actual verbiage they could throw their own captions on it their own branding and now we've evolved we're actually coming up with reels ideas for them to film and this comes out on a monthly basis so it's the best like trending marketing package you could possibly get so check that out and then you know we have podcast sponsorships i do brand deals speaking gigs and um i mean yeah merchandise there's is like the merchandise seven revenue streams right now is the merchandise a, a good you know source of revenue or I mean, I'm not going to retire off of, you know, selling over ask mugs. Yeah. You know, well, kind of sick I'll, though. There you go. I'll definitely buy a couple. For okay. Myself. Yeah. I'll, I'll be checking Shopify to make sure you do. I but will. It, okay. I'll send you a screenshot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it is merchandise also is great around holidays. We sold six or $7,000 worth of Christmas sweaters in like a three or four day period. Um, you know, we want to do that with holidays and we want to come out with more merchandise for sure, but there's so much backend stuff that goes into that. There's always not always customer complaints, but you're dealing with customer service issues. You're dealing with people who somehow didn't get the package. You're dealing with people who order the right size, but it doesn't fit them. And it's just, it's too much for just me to handle at this point. Awesome. But it is Uh, a good you know, yeah. supplemental revenue stream. That, that's that's definitely a lot of ways to monetize uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. When is there a certain number that you would recommend? Oh, once once you have five thousand followers, two thousand, ten thousand, before you can start doing merchandises or these templates or no, the There's merchandise a- thing. I mean, that's not going to be a big push for us that's kind of just like hey if you want to support the brand or if we come out with something funny like we want people to wear clothes that actually help them get leads too so that's kind of the idea of it the merchandise has never really been the goal of monetization i think 
people that kind of get into that too early of, oh, I have, you know, 3000 followers. I'm going to sell my own merch now are kidding themselves because the conversion is next to nothing. And it's, it, it looks douchey almost if you just start selling merch immediately. Like you see, I, I very rarely plug it. I plug it maybe, yeah. you know, once in November, once in December, it's up on the website. If you want to buy it, you can. It's great. I'm wearing one right now, this key logo one. And we have, you know, cool hoodies and cool long sleeves and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't think it's really a certain number. I mean, I didn't start trying to monetize this until I really had an established brand, until I had an audience, and until I had a product that actually helps agents. I'm not just going to start promoting shit that doesn't work. Gotcha. Hey, looking back uh, at, at the broke agent, what what is one thing you would have done differently? That's a good question. I think I would have taken speaking classes immediately. So I spoke at Inman News in 2015 wow. and I spoke like right when we started this and had no idea what to talk about. This is before Instagram strategy was even on my mind. It was just people just wanted to know the story of the broke agent and they were so confused by it, but I did not do great at these speaking gigs. And I basically was scared to do a bunch of them and missed out on a lot of opportunities and networking because of this. So I would have definitely, and I still can take speaking lessons because I want to become more of a speaker at these events. Cause I get invited all the time, but I'm sometimes just like, I'd rather just go and like party and network with people. Cause that's like part of the brand too, is actually getting to meet people. So I would have definitely done that early on. And then YouTube for sure. I would have focused YouTube. way more on YouTube. I completely slacked on that when we came out 16, I created like a, a rap video, which was funny. Kind of, I deleted it actually last week <laughs> i'd love to see that it's dated and vulgar and would probably get me canceled today but in 2016 it certainly wouldn't have and i would have definitely doubled down on youtube because 15 16 was a way easier time to grow on youtube and we're just getting into it now and now we're seeing that growth but i kind of left my channel stagnant for years by only doing like sporadic skits because I didn't know what to do on long form. But now with the podcast and implementing all these other shows that we're going to come out with, it's going to blow up. So you are posting the podcast or other skits on there? Yeah, we're doing the podcast. We have three new shows coming out too uh, with other creators in the real estate space that will be doing podcasting. We have a real estate news show that's called The Walkthrough that's similar to like a barstool rundown where we're going to have like trending topics and reoccurring characters and stuff. We're going to have long form skits news, basically everything. It's going to be like your one-stop media company shop. I remember when you were on Newswire and you posted that it went terribly wrong or something. You oh, housing get... Wire. Oh, yeah. Housing Wire. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah that was <laughs> summer 2020, I want to say. And that was 2020. I was like the last speaker on the last day and the connection just kept getting screwed up. It was on Zoom <laughs> and then I called in and that connection was messed up and it was honestly... <laughs> just an awful experience yeah it, it looked awful but it was funny the way you posted it on on stories yeah. it's like if I if it's gonna happen to it. someone it, it's gonna happen to this guy you know exactly exactly <laughs> i was thinking about it all day too like i was testing my internet i did um like previews with them and everything to make sure it was all okay and you know that's that's what happens at these zoom conferences but thankfully it's mostly in person now again so uh your shameless plug one more time. How can others support you? How can I support you? Uh, we know of the broke agent, but what are other ways? I mean, I see ourselves as small businesses, 
mm-hmm. and love supporting small businesses. So just let us know. And where can we, you know, uh, yeah, where, Venmo, where can others connect with you? Yeah. Venmo me at the broke agent. Just start <laughs> sending me donations. Now follow the YouTube channel, subscribe to at the broke agent on YouTube and follow broke agent media on Instagram. Bam. This is the new media company. It is going to be live at the end of March and it's going to be news. It's going to be video. It's going to be shows. It's going to be basically the bar stool of real estate is the goal. So I would love for people to follow there. You're going to get so much more value. I'm still going to be doing the broke agent humor on the broke agent accounts, bad real estate picks over ask all that stays the same, but we are partnering with a, uh, another large creator who's going to be doing like the news version of real estate, basically, and breaking it down into super digestible, entertaining bits for agents, loan officers, whoever. So it's going to I be love awesome. It. I yeah. love it. Can't, can't wait to see it. Who's the other creator? Uh, I can't tell you yet. Can't, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm fairy. Just kidding. I'm fair. No, no, not yet. All right. All right. Not yet. Um, what about NFTs? Lastly, are you, what about into- are you into the space or are you looking yeah. to create something yet? Yeah, we, we were thinking of that and now is not the time. Uh, you know, we have a Discord community. I don't think the community is strong enough yet. Um, we are about at like 1,800 people. But, you know, once you get into an NFT, that's your life's work too, right? I mean, this is what 100%. Gary is talking about all the time. So I don't think we're in a position yet or have the bandwidth to make sure that like the, I, I wouldn't want that to be my sole focus when this actually happens whether it's in the shape of a referral network or, um, you know, it gets them access to exclusive content. Like we thought about different ways to do it, but we don't have the infrastructure yet. Once broke agent media is launched, I think that's definitely an opportunity. And I love the NFT space. I'm huge into crypto. And I think it's a really cool way to, you know, own a piece, basically, not necessarily in the company, but own an aspect of the company for sure. Exactly. So, and, you know, as the brand goes stronger, that only becomes more and more of a possibility. But right now, I think uh, it's not the right time. Because also, it's, it's, it does feel like it's a huge bubble right now as well. Oh, so it does. It, it, is. it is. You know, I kind of want to see this play out and see other people in the real estate space that take on NFTs and kind of learn and see what's happening with that before we just dive into it because you're indebted to your NFT holders. You know, how, how Gary V always talks about with V friends. He's like, this is, you know, the, the worth of these NFTs is all based off of how his company performs, how these conferences go for him. So that becomes another, you know, major worry of mine. If we were to implement something like that now, that would become like my full-time focus is how do I keep providing value to these NFT holders? And right now I can keep providing value with free content and everything. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And when the time's right, we'll do it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But it's also, you know, strike it while it's hot, right? This is time to to monetize with it. But at the same time, you don't want to rush too too much with it. Yeah. And you can do a lot of things that you would do with an NFT just without the NFT. Such a good point. You know what point. I'm saying? Like Such you, you could point. still you could still provide value and say, like, hey, sign up for this year, you know, membership or whatever. We'll give you exclusive content and we'll do all this without making it an NFT. Because say whatever happens in that year doesn't work out, then the NFT becomes valueless. So you're just you're just adding an extra layer to something that doesn't need that addition. But exactly, so you do want to strike while the iron's hot and you do want to capitalize on what's hot and trending for sure, but you don't want to do it to where it 
you know, kneecaps your brand. That was so good. That was so good. Because it's like most people are like, well, I need to create an NFT to provide people with value. No, you don't. You know, like you can do that every day on your Instagram, on your Discord, wherever you're at. So because you once you start that, then you got to keep going with it. Right. So if we say, hey, we're going to give you exclusive content, you're this NFT holder, but something in my life changes or, you know, the content creator that I'm doing it with something in his or her life changes. And then it just changes the entire scope of what we had promised. Then you Uh have something that is now a nuisance and is not providing value. And then those people just start to get pissed at you. They're like, well, I bought this NFT and you know, what I was promised hasn't happened yet. Like I see this in a ton of NFT communities where this, Uh you know, the phase two or phase three is supposed to be this incredible thing. And then it ends up not being that incredible thing. And then all the holders are pissed and, they get dumped on and the floor price starts dropping and it's hell. So exactly. And also exactly. the NF, like the real estate space, you know, realtors are average age is what? 50, 55. So they're just <laughs> so far behind in all of this that to get, there's so much tension just to get them on an, another platform, getting them on MetaMask, teaching them oh. how to purchase might be you know a really difficult process until you know this is more mainstream the the real nft heads would 100 percent get involved with something like this but not the average agent which is who i'm trying to go after too like someone who's like I oh i want to be a part of this but i can't even purchase it because i don't even know what the hell i'm doing exactly like they're not even on coinbase or something then how are they going to buy an nft or even understand what it is yeah the wallets are still a little complicating um yeah. for 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 the average cell phone user, I would say, yeah, yeah. Uh, even even friends my age, I mean, I'm 31, 32, and they they're very very skeptical of NFTs. So, are you 31 um, or 32? Uh, well, turning 32 now in April. So, oh nice, I turned 32 literally today. Oh yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, man! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're doing this on your birthday. That's yep. even more meaningful. <laughs> You're you the scheduled man. Scheduled it today. Yeah, we. Did, yeah. I did. <laughs> you sent me. You sent me not a calendly, but just one block for one time. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 you're but good. You're good. I'm. I'm. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Eric, yeah. I appreciate you. You're the man. I can't wait to see what you do next. What the future holds for you. Um, it, it's it's exciting and it's inspiring. I'm sure you've inspired many, like you have with me. Uh, but yeah, keep crushing it, bro. Uh, awesome. Look, Thanks, look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for Appreciate being here. For sure. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.